Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. Let's start today with the girls' state hockey tournament, John. Yes, sir, Jim. It's good to be back here with you uh, in a in a strange world where there's a war in Ukraine and now the Major League Baseball is not going to start on time. But uh, there's certainly issues with prep sports. We've that's that's never ending. But we're in a good spot right now, and let's start the show by talking about the latest uh, state tournament to to wrap up. That was girls hockey last week at the X. It was absolutely outstanding. It was so great to have a, a normal tournament again with uh, really good games, lots of excitement. And there were some highlights. And I think probably the main highlight for hockey fans was the class two way championship game with Andover completing an undefeated season in a game that looked like it was, it was going to overtime. They got a late goal and they beat Minnetonka five to four in just an absolutely terrific game. Those of us who've been around long enough have seen the development of girls hockey. And I talked to some of the coaches last week and, and, and it, you know, just in the past decade, it's really, it's really gotten good compared to, compared to where it was. So, but that game, that game, that was as good of a, of a hockey game no matter who's playing as most of us have ever seen. And some of our media friends in town, one of them I saw referred to it on Twitter as an instant classic. Somebody else said it was one of the great championship games in any sport in the history of the high school league. I won't argue with either of those. It was really fun. Uh, in the other uh, class, class a, a great story. Warroad uh, beat Proctor Hermantown six to one in the, in the one a girls championship game and I didn't realize this till I went back through the archives this was the first time in, in girls state hockey tournament history regardless of class that we had a championship game involving two teams from northern Minnesota I would have bet that would have happened before but this was the first one Warroad uh, coming out on top over Proctor Hermantown and here's the absolutely wildest story about the tournament Jim so Class A hockey started on Wednesday. All eight teams played Wednesday, meaning they all, the ones from outside the Metro, they had to be here Tuesday. You know, those games started Wednesday morning. And uh, seven of them, I don't know how many of them were outstate, but basically teams that had to get here by bus got here by bus. No, there's no news there. Everybody got here safely. That was the day we had a snowstorm across Minnesota last Tuesday. It was tough. I didn't drive anywhere that day. I didn't drive a half a mile to the grocery store. So the Warroad girls hockey team, they could not get a bus. Apparently, I heard different things. The bus company either didn't have a bus available, didn't have a driver. I'm guessing the most likely thing was we're not going to put a bus on the roads today to travel from Warroad to St. Paul. So what do you do if you don't have a bus? You fly to the state tournament. Um, there's a there's a large uh, famous window company in Warroad, yes. and they have private aircraft. So the uh, Warroad girls hockey team traveled to St. Paul on a couple of private aircraft, which is a first. I you know hey God bless them. That's a haul. I've been to Warroad. I know how long that drive is in good weather. So they got down here and uh, and hats off to them. They got great stories to tell. And that that was just awesome that uh, that that's how they traveled. And you know what? I I know they're not advertising with us, but I think we can plug a company that would do that for a, a girls' high school hockey team. 
Yeah, Marvin Windows. And there I'm, we go. I'm not saying, I'm just saying the coach of the Warroad team is named David Marvin, also known as Izzy. Uh, and the company is Marvin Windows. I don't imagine he had to, anybody had to look up the phone number to call over to Marvin <laughs> Windows to do that. So so good on Marvin Windows, good on the Warroad hockey team. That's that's really something. That's really cool. Uh, our sponsor on this show is Pizza Barn, Pizza Barn in Princeton. We'll tell you more about them later. We recommend subscribing at your favorite podcast app to this show or our network, or you can go to the home site of our network, talknorth.com, find all the shows, all the archives. You can also follow us on Twitter, Talk North Pod, see the shows as they release, see the times and dates of our live shows. Thanks to Brianne Burdett, our producer, and thank you for listening. Now let's get to the, the upcoming state tournaments. We're talking here on Tuesday afternoon, yeah. and we'll do some more state tournaments coming up here. Yeah, this week we've got two state tournaments. Uh, we're going to make history at the state wrestling tournament this week when, when a girl's Division will be in place for the first time over at the X. We've had two female wrestlers in past years qualify for state. They competed against the boys. But it's going to be a big celebration this week with the with uh, this tournament. We'll have the team competition on Thursday. The eight teams qualify. There's three classes. That is a fantastic day with big crowds from all these towns coming, cheering on their wrestlers. And then Friday and Saturday, we'll have the individual uh, part of the tournament state championship matches Saturday night. And I believe the girls, I think there's four girls in each weight class who have qualified for state through sections. And I think all of that tournament will be held on Saturday. So we're going to crown girls state wrestling champions for the first time. I've got a couple of stories in the works. I, I, I wrote about the very first female to wrestle at state in 2009 She's now a high school coach uh, of, of a, a non-wrestling coach, but still uh, still uh, doing great things. I'm going to write about her. Just kind of, she was maybe the pioneer of this whole thing. A uh, great advocate for that sport from a small town in Minnesota. So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming out of the wrestling tournament. Also this week, another great event. It's the Boys State Swimming and Diving Meet at the University of Minnesota's Gene Freeman Aquatic Center. The same three days as wrestling. Uh, all the diving takes place Thursday. The swimming prelims on Friday, finals on Saturday. There's two classes in swimming and diving. This is one of those weeks where I wish I could be in two places at once. I may be able to buzz over uh, to swimming a little bit, but I'll probably be at wrestling most of, if not all, of uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then uh, beyond that, we've got section tournaments really cranked up now. Uh, boys hockey's going on now, girls basketball. The boys basketball postseason is about to start with section tournaments. And the week after this, we're going over to back to the X for the third week in a row for the boys state hockey tournament. Uh, first time in a while, we're going to be able to have uh, that place filled with humans. So that's really going to be a blast. That will be great. Uh, and you know what? High school sports haven't canceled like their opening days. They haven't canceled any games. Hey, you know, you're, no late. <laughs> you guys have <laughs> no a good labor, labor deal. We do. We do. Everybody gets along. We all like each other <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Our next segment is titled 50 Years Ago, but first we want to thank Pizza Barn, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, you bet, Jim. Jody Stay, who uh, runs the show up there in, in, at the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton, her great crew there. We broke the news on the podcast last week that the Pizza Barn has purchased food truck number two, which will mean it's even easier for them to come to you. Right now, they are taking bookings for the upcoming outdoor months 
So if you're planning a graduation party, a reunion, a wedding, anything like that, you can make it really simple. You just tell them what you want. A pizza barn will, the food trucks will come to you. You don't have to go pick up things. They're going to bring them to you, serve them right out of that, that either one of those great food trucks. And if you go to their website, pizzabarnprinceton.com, there's contact information there. They can answer all your questions about availability, dates, pricing. And the food trucks, they do not, they're not limited much by geography. So don't think you're too far away. Uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to have a second food truck. And we've talked about doing another live show from the Pizza Barn, which we're going to get to at some point after these winter state tournaments. And I'm also proud to announce uh, on May 21st, we're going to see Jody and at least one of those food trucks when we do a live show at the grand opening of a new Twin Cities orthopedic location in Brooklyn Park. We'll talk more about that in the future. And another reminder about that menu at the Pizza Barn, everything you'd want. And for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take and bake delivery, they do it all. It's an unbelievable menu. And and, uh, once again, thanks to Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn. Yes, and last time we had uh, Jody out for a TCO opening, it was a blast, and the food was incredibly good. Uh, let's go to 50 years ago. Yeah, a couple a couple of stories I've, I've got posted on John's Journal that pertain to events 50 years ago, which aren't related. The first one, uh, I, I kind of did a dive into Title IX. That's legislation on the federal level passed 50 years ago. It's just absolutely changed the landscape for girls and women in sports. It really sparked everything we see now, you know, from the high school level up to the college level, uh, professional sports for women. It really opened the doors for a lot of great things. And I wrote this piece. I kind of had some personal recollections of growing up in Iowa where, you know, where girls sports were, were as big or bigger than boys sports when I was a kid. You know, I've talked about the, uh, the old six-on-six Iowa girls basketball game and the state tournament, which was about the biggest thing on the calendar in Iowa every year, the girls' state basketball tournament. And I mentioned names like Dorothy McIntyre, now now long retired from the high school league, but she was on the ground in the 70s and getting programs for girls started in Minnesota. You can find that story if you go to John's Journal at mshsl.org. And also, 50 years ago, St. James High School made history when it became the first school in Minnesota to win state titles in wrestling and boys basketball the same year, basically a week apart. And our friend Joel Ripple, who does a lot of great things behind the scenes at the Star Tribune Sports Department and is a really good uh, Minnesota sports historian, he wrote a story about those St. James teams. It was originally published in the Fairmont Sentinel and I received permission from the Sentinel and Mr. Ripple himself, my good friend, to post it on John's journal. So you can read about uh, my my personal kind of recollections about uh, Title IX and also about those great history-making teams from St. James High School by going to John's journal. Thanks for the Joel Ripple shout-out. Joel knows all that stuff, he's, man. He's one of my guys from a he's little town. In there. Try he's from Trimont, Minnesota, not that far from my hometown of Grettinger, Iowa, and and uh, and yeah, he he just he he knows so much. He's a great historian and a good guy. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's go to thank a ref. Yeah, this one's pretty good. This isn't high school related, but I was sent a tweet uh, from an account from Moorhead, an un, the under twelve girls hockey team and under twelve girls hockey team in Moorhead. I'm just going to read the tweet. 
On the drive home from Grand Forks, my daughter mentioned how great the referee was during the game. She said he was dancing and telling them, smile, girls, you're playing hockey on a Sunday afternoon. Whoever this ref was, thank you. And that is just about what it's all about. Here's 12-year-old kids playing hockey, and the ref is making sure they're having fun. That really is a great message from, a, from an official. And I know tons of, of high school officials, and they have so much fun, no matter the sport. They enjoy it. They want the kids to enjoy it. So that's really a good reminder. Good stuff. And another one of our uh, set pieces here, Most Valuable Teammate. Yeah, the latest Most Valuable Teammate, a weekly award given by the high school league. Uh, the latest recipient of the MVT award is Brooke Mergen. She's a senior gymnast at Maple Lake who's determined and hardworking. While she was rehabbing an injury suffered in December, she continued to come to the gym. She encouraged her teammates to give it their best in practice and competitions. And when Brooke returned to the action, she was even more determined to help her team. She's a third-year leader who's well-respected by all. Her leadership and motivational skills make her an excellent teammate and friend. Congrats to Brooke Mergen of Maple Lake, uh, the latest Most Valuable Teammate. And let's wrap it up with, uh, of course, our final note. A final note, Jim, and this one, this is uh, this is heartbreaking. Uh, we've had Carl Pearson on our show a couple of times. Yeah. He's a, the former girls basketball coach at Waconia, a teacher there. He's on the Waconia City Council, one of the nicest people I know. And we've talked about his health challenges. He had been uh, diagnosed with uh, esophageal cancer, and, and he just got the worst possible news. I'm not, I'm not breaking news here. People know about it. Carl and his wife, Jean, uh, they've written about it on their Caring Bridge page. They have two young sons, Boston and Colton, and they've learned that the cancer has spread and there's really not, no treatment that can be done. And, and Carl wrote on his Caring Bridge site, quote, I was told that if I start chemo soon, statistics suggest I have about a year left. And he'll he'll start chemo here in in the middle of March, and I can't imagine worse news, you know, for anybody, much less somebody somebody I know, um, so, who's been on our show, who's just he's just so loved and respected by everybody who's met him. He's he's the head of the girls' basketball coaches association. Our hearts are broken for Carl. We hope we hope this thing isn't as bad as as he's hearing. I you know this is the Mayo Clinic. They know what they're doing. Um, but our hearts go out to Carl and, and Jean and their kids and, and their extended family and everybody in Waconia. It's, uh, it's just, it's just horrible news. And that's no way to end what is always generally always a very optimistic show, but Carl means so much to me and, and so many other people. I just wanted to, uh, to uh, say that about Carl. It's tragic. I'm glad you're letting us know. We should know about, uh, yeah, and, and please keep us updated. And listen, uh, even the best doctors can't always predict this kind of thing. So let's just uh, let's maintain some hope for them. And uh, but Mir man, miracles happen. Let's, let's hope the miracle yes. happens. Yeah, let's let's just yes. hope for great things for Carl. So because we we need him. Yes. Uh, well, my thoughts go to Carl and his family. And uh, thanks for everything as always, John. And thanks to Brian Burdett for producing the show. And we will be back next week.